G'day, g'day guys. Now before we dive into today's show, I want to let you know that some of you may be aware that over the past eight years, I have built a substantial multifamily real estate portfolio here in the US worth over half a billion dollars. And in that time, my passive investors have received fantastic double digit returns. And now you too can invest directly into my deals for as little as $50,000. So if you're an interested investor, head over to reedgoosens.com to find out more. That's reedgoosens.com. Now back into the show. Over 50% studies show over 50% of doctors and other high income professionals are facing burnout. If you're going to work right now and you have as much income coming in from outside sources like real estate as you do going there, well, well, think about your stress level. Think about how you can approach your business. You know, if somebody can't afford something in my practice, okay, I'll do it for you for free. I mean, think about how much good you can do and provide if, if you can work like that. It's, it's, that's just one less issue. I mean, you know, the, the number one cause of a divorce in America is, is money issues. That's just one less issue, you know, that you have to deal with. Welcome to Investing in the US, a podcast for real estate investors, business owners, and aspiring entrepreneurs looking to break into the US market. Join Reid as he interviews go-getters, risk-takers, and the best in the business about their journey towards financial freedom and the sheer joy of creating something from nothing. G'day, g'day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another cracking edition of Investing in the US podcast from Los Angeles. I'm your host, Reed Goosens. Good as always to have you with us on the show. Now, I'm glad that you've all tuned in to learn from my incredible guests, and each and every one of them are the cream of the crop here in the United States when it comes to real estate investing, business investing, and entrepreneurship. Each show, I try and tease out their incredible stories of how they have successfully created their businesses here in the US, how they've created financial freedom massive amounts of cash flow and ultimately create extraordinary lives for themselves and their families. Life by design, as I like to say. Hopefully, these guests will inspire all of my cracking listeners, which are you guys, to get off the couch and go and take massive amounts of action. If these guys can do it, so can you. Now, as you know, I'm all about sharing the knowledge with my loyal listeners, which is you guys, and there's absolutely no BS on this show, just straight into the nuts and bolts. Now, if you do like this show, the easiest way to give back is to give us a review on iTunes, and you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter by searching at Reed Goosens. You can find the show wherever you podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play, but you can also find these episodes up on my YouTube channel. So head over to reedgoosens.com, click on the video link, and it will take you to the video recordings of these podcasts where you can see my ugly mug, but the beautiful faces of my guests each and every week. All right, enough out of me. Let's get cracking and into today's show. Today on the show, I have the pleasure of speaking with Jeff Anzalone. He's a full-time practicing pediodontist in the greater state of Louisiana. He's also an author and the founder of DebtFreeDoctor.com. And he's focusing on helping doctors and other high-income professionals create passive income from real estate so they can stop trading their time for money. And he's so passionate that he likes to teach doctors about how they make more with, you know, other things outside of their 401k and stop paying interest and tax on their 
W-2 income. So with that being said, I'm really pumped and excited to have him on the show today. Let's uh, Enough of me, let's get him out here. Dr. Jeff, welcome to the show. How are you doing today, mate? I'm doing great, Reed. Thanks for having me. Uh, looking forward to our conversation together. Mate, I love that accent. I know I'm sure you get like I do, you know, Originally born and bred in Louisiana, the southern the southern drawl is that is that right? Yep, southern drawl. I, I, I take it you're not from Louisiana. No, west West Louisiana, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, born and raised in the South. Uh, it's funny how I'll get interviewed sometimes on these, and people will bring that up. I'm just not used to it, you know. So uh, you just get used to it. No, that's that's awesome. Same with me. I, I, I yeah. walk around and I open my mouth, and they're like. You're, you're a funny talker. <laughs> With that being said, let's kick the show off. And I ask everyone who comes on this show, rewind the clock and tell me how you made your first ever dollar as a kid. It was probably at the age of about 10 or 11 cutting grass. Mm. Uh, my dad would load up the, the, the lawnmower in the back of his truck and drive me down the street, drop me off. I was still a little too young to, to work the weed eater and the blower because he was scared that rocks would, you know, kick up and hit me in the eye. So he would do the weed eating. I would do, you know, push the mower. And then from there, I, I wound up start, uh, started my own lawn service through high school, college. And it really helped me, you know, go on to professional school after that as well. That's, that's awesome. And, and I, I think that's a, it's funny you mentioned, I, I love mowing. Uh, I, I grew up mowing. I had a small acreage with my dad, and that's sort of how we would bond. It sounds like you, you probably use that as well to bond with your dad. And you know, as a young guy, I remember being on the whippers. We call it the whippersnipper in Australia. But uh, yeah, making sure you weren't on the whippersnipper because you could flick up and get you in the eye. You always have to wear protective uh, eyewear or glasses. Mm -hmm. um, but with that being said, I mentioned in the intro. You're a doctor, so clearly. You know, you went to school and you studied extremely hard to get to where you are today. Talk to me about that and and your relationship with what you're trying to build now in in and around helping other doctors um, invest in more passively into real estate deals. Yeah, and I think where how I got started, if you if you uh, your listeners kind of hear a little bit about my story because that kind of yeah, kind of sure. leads us to there. But um, a couple of weeks before I finished my training, I was supposed to come back here and join a group practice. So during, during that time, every, you know, three or four months, I would check in with them. How are things going? When I, when I came back here to visit, we would, you know, talk and stuff. So when I reached out to them, I, I finally got my graduation date and I said, Hey, look, you know, this is like on a, I'm graduating on like a Saturday. I said, look, I'll, I'll have the U-Haul packed up. I'll be ready to work like on that Monday. And it was like silence. And I thought I lost the connection for a little bit. And then they come back and said something like they were having issues amongst themselves. It just wasn't a good time to bring on a partner. Click. I'm like, okay, I'm finishing in two weeks. We have a two-month-old, $300,000 in student loan debt. And But the thing is, when you go into dental school, medical school, law school, you learn your trade. You don't learn how to run a business. Mm. I, I didn't know how to start a practice, run a practice, nothing. And it was just like, what do we do? And we'd already bought our first home. The guy uh, that I knew, the banker, let me buy it because he knew I was going in with that practice. So he said, yeah, we'll figure out a way. This is before 2008. We'll figure out a way. We'll do interest only. And I'm like, so I've got all this debt. And I'm like, what do I do? So that put me in a scarcity mindset, frame set of mine. And it took... And I took that 
through my career for probably 12 to 15 years through my career, just having that mindset, you know, things can be taken away at any minute. Mm. Mm. And so I was, I was a big Dave Ramsey person back then. And, you know, what's 18, 20 years ago, that's about, you know, he was the biggest guy back then. So I listened to him, you know, debt is bad, get out of debt, get out of student loan debt, did all that. And then it was kind of like, okay, well now what? And it took a, a, a minor snow skiing accident. When I got off the lift, I fell and I, you know, how, when you fall, how you put your hands out, bent my wrist back. And luckily it wasn't anything major, but that was the first time thinking, okay, well, if I can't use my hands, how do I, how do I provide for my family? It was real scary. And, it, and it, that was the wake up call going, you know what, that's, that's a risky way to live, but didn't, you know, I only knew how to do my trade, you know, I only knew how to treat patients and that was it. And I guess cut grass, but, uh, <laughs> still using your hands, cutting the grass, using your hands, yeah. <laughs> but that, I think that was the, looking back, that was a catalyst on getting me started on what could I do for income without working longer, more hours, more shifts, more jobs, working on the weekends to, to start to supplement my income. And that, that's what really pointed me in the direction of real estate. Mm. No, it, it's a classic story, right? Work hard, go to uni, get out of debt. You know, the scarcity, it, it breeds scarcity, right? If you don't have a job, you're going to, something's going to happen. You don't have your hands, something's going to happen. You don't, you get into an accident, something's going to happen. You know, like always this constant fear around not having enough. Uh, or not being able to make the bills uh, get paid, and I could imagine having coming out of uni and and having a young family, you you were in that stage of just like, I've got to hold it on, I've got to hold on to everything, right? I can't break out, I can't see clear enough the the, the clearing through the woods to go. There's going to be another way. So, how long did it take you to get from that point? You, I think you mentioned 10, 15 years before you started to think there is another way. It, it was it was the. Um having the the snow skiing accident and then maybe a year or two after that, after actually learning really starting to, cause at first it was kind of like, you know, I, I got a problem. I need to do something about it. Kept putting it off, kept putting it off. And then finally I said, you know what? I really need to focus on this. So I'd probably work for like 15, 16 years of the traditional go to work, uh, put your money in a 401k sort of job before I started really focusing on passive income creation. Mm, yeah. No. And, and did that take a big mental shift for you coming from where you were, where you started? The starting gate was scarcity. Just walk me through that shift because I think a lot of people, they know that there's, they need to do more. They know that they need to create a buffer or they need to get out of their scarcity mindset. But that's, there's so much more to that than just, Oh, I'm gonna. I need to go and be. I need to change my whole way I was brought up. I need to change the whole way that you know my 30, 40 years of upbringing of how I view debt or how I view opportunity or how I view my job. It doesn't just happen like that. I, I sh I'm sure there's be a lot of internal struggle to really change that mindset because that's ultimately what it comes down to. To say there is another way and I can go off and and, and do this successfully. Yeah, and thinking back on it, it was it was three things, but it, it all kind of happened at once. Because when I start, I'm, I'm used to going to seminars and meetings to learn, continue education. So I started going to meetings, 
the first two were in Dallas. So I'm only four hours away from Dallas. So I would drive to Dallas and every speaker that would come up there and speak, every one of them would talk about, Hey, if you're getting into real estate, it takes a mindset shift. They kept saying that. I'm like, well, what are they talking about? Every one of them kept mentioning at some point in their career, reading about rich dad, poor dad from Robert Kiyosaki and talking about the cash flow quadrant. So I read those, read those books. So listening to that, them say that, me reading the books, and then looking at the cash flow quadrant, which is basically how we make our money, that was the shift because I went from being an employee when I first got out working for somebody, buying this building that I'm still in now, being self-employed, I own the practice, I own, you know, I hire and fire and all that, thinking that that's the dream. You know, you get out, you you become your own boss, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm nothing more than a glorified glorified employee because if I'm not here treating patients, you know, we, nobody gets paid. Mm. And and that was the mindset shift. Like crap, this sucks. This this is not good. And that's that's when it that's when it really like okay, boom, you really got to do something now. Mm. How have you today shifted? You just mentioned glorified employee. Are you still practicing? I assume you're still practicing, right? Uh, I'm still practicing and, and I, and I teach people, we've put in a lot of time, effort, money to get where we are in training. A lot of right. us get in a lot of debt, focus on what you're best at, which is your trade. You know, for me, it's treating patients. You get really good at that. You can provide more value and you can make more, you make more, you can invest more. And I'm really big on you know, doing that. And then, and, and for me really focused on any extra income, it goes into real estate, which as you're working along the way, which I'm still practicing, but I'm slowly starting to replace my active income. Mm. Well, the, where I was going with that question was that I'm sure like, like, like myself, you know, when you get, well, I remember getting into this business, sitting in se- seminars and you know, learning about financial education and increasing my financial IQ, the blinkers start coming off. Right. But your blinkers would have come off and and I, maybe it hasn't happened yet, but you're in a situation where you are in a business, right? You just mentioned you're, you're, you own the building, you own the practice. So surely there's stuff you've been able to implement in your business today to help you free up some of that time to go off and help others because- you know, you've been in the business for such a long period of time. You've got a you've got a, a name recognition probably within your little sphere, right? Mm-hmm. That you you maybe you could bring someone on and you don't work as hard on, yeah. on the practice side. I, I just because that's those are, those are the aha moments come and yet, but it seems like someone like yourself, you you just happen to be in a like oh. I mean, already in a business. I, I didn't. You just started approaching your day job a little differently, and mm-hmm. maybe implementing processes or people or whatever it might be to help free your time up to go off and buy more deals or look at more deals or educate more people. I don't know if that has that happened for you yet. It, it's it's in the it's in the process of yeah. The, the ultimate, I guess, finish line would be getting somebody in to work for me, where I can completely just work, you know, on the business. But I, I wrote down, this was years ago, I wrote down everything at my practice that I sh- was doing, I didn't want to do anymore, and, mm-hmm. and I wanted to delegate. And I did that, and I said, look, you know, we had, it was like a, the 1st of January years ago. I said, hey, you know, here's our first meeting. By the way, I'm not doing these things anymore. Who wants to do them? <laughs> so I can focus on, you know, treating patients, not doing all this other stuff. 
And then that freed me up and, and that's given me extra time. I'm working 80 to 20 hours a week on the, the real estate business. So I'm, I'm able to work, you know, pretty much full time in my practice, but we, it's condensed down now a lot more. It's interesting what you just said. Um, I remember listening to someone, and I do this once a year, and, and for all the listeners out there, if you didn't hear uh, what Jeff just said, he was writing down a list of things he didn't like to do. Um, I was taught, and there's a whiteboard in the background, if you're watching this on YouTube, what you I don't know if you've ever done this, Jeff, you do a, um, a Y and X chart. I'm, I'm, I'm a mathematical brain guy, right? So the Y on the Y chart is um, moves the needle in the business, right? And on, on the X chart is enjoyment. And you break it up into four quadrants. So you've got the black at the top right-hand corner, right? It's, it's, the, it's the highest use for the business, but you also enjoy it the most. Then you've got the blue time. It moves the needle for the business, but you don't really like it, you know, in terms of enjoyment. Then you've got red time, which is, it somewhat helps the business. You really don't like it. And then you've got the green time, which is over, you know, it, it's really enjoyable, but maybe not necessarily moves the needle in the business. And it's black, blue, red, and green. And what you just described is in those quadrants, you write down all the things that you like to do as you move through the quadrants, right? You start with the black time, you start with what you like, you move to the blue, think of the blue like a, a manufacturing warehouse or a manufacturing line. You need the manufact someone on the manufacturing line to put the parts together, asset management, you know, deal finding, whatever it might be underwriting, but it moves, so you need it to keep the machine going, but you may not necessarily like it. So that's in the blue time. The red time is administration stuff, accounting, stuff that you just don't like to do. And then green time is, I like surfing, right? I, I, I love it. It's, it's what I do. And it, it helps, makes me a better person. It may not necessarily move the business, but if I don't have that time. Um, so I just, I say that and I reiterate that for the, for, for the audience because I think it's so powerful to do that consistently. And I was just taught it through a friend of mine to break it up into those quadrants. So did you, once once sitting down and doing that, did you actually, were you able to hire new people within your practice to take over the blue or take over the red time? You know, things that you didn't, you know, you realized you didn't want to do? Um, most of it, it could be done internally. And what couldn't be done internally, we were able to outsource it. Yes. Got it. Got it. Awesome. Awesome. So let's, let's so let me, let me give you an example. Yeah. Go ahead. One example was payroll. Mm-hmm. I was still doing my payroll. Wow. <laughs> on payroll. That's nuts. That would be yeah, a red time nuts. for me, right? That'd be a red, a red, a red yeah. component. But you know, I kind of enjoyed it, but I was like, it takes up too much time. Here's the crazy part about it. When I call my accountant about it, I said, well, you know, what you pay us every month, payroll's included. You didn't know that? <laughs> no. Do you want us to do it for you? Yeah. When do you want to start? Yesterday. You know, so boom. <laughs> so just stuff like that, you know. <laughs> That's so funny. That's it's it's it reminds me of just like you're in your business so much, right? You, to your point earlier, you made earlier, you didn't you weren't trained to run a business. Mm-hmm. You're just figuring it out along the way because you have to get payroll. You got to get people paid every month or whatever it is. And you think you're doing the right thing, and all of a sudden, the left hand ain't talking the right hand, and uh, you realize that the, the accounting already does it. So, uh, I love that. Um, let's pivot into what you're doing today. You've now started to come into this education space. How are you finding it? Educating other colleagues, people in your space about about investing in real estate, and 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 how's that conversation gone? It, it's it. I just go back to how I learned. It starts off with the awareness of how they're making their money. 
And it's really easy because over 50% studies show over 50% of doctors and other high income professionals are facing burnout mm. and they're, they've only been taught one way, the, the 401k hope and pray to retirement way. You know, they, they hope they're going to have enough money they hope they don't run out of money when they retire. They hope the stock market isn't tanking when they retire or we, we're at war with somebody or whatever, but that option doesn't give you, you know, any options to retire early or cut back or anything. It's, you got to work till you're 65 or 70 and, and there's nothing wrong with that, but there's, there's so many things during your career. It's like, you don't know what you don't know. I mean, you don't know if you get, you're going to get fired. You don't know if a pandemic's going to hit and we got shut down for two months. You don't know if uh, uh, somebody's going to get sick or injured or, or die. I mean, you, you don't know. So if, if you're going to work right now and you have as much income coming in from outside sources like real estate, as you do going there, we'll, we'll think about your stress level. Think about how you can approach your business. You know, somebody can't afford something in my practice. Okay. I'll do it for you for free. I mean, think about how much good you can do and provide if, if you can work like that. It's, it's, that's just one less issue. I mean, you know, the, the number one cause of a divorce in America is, is money issues. That's just one less issue, you know, that you have to deal with. For those of you who are interested in staying up to date with all the latest happenings in my business or to learn more about passively investing directly into my multifamily value-add deals, then head over to readgoosens.com and sign up for my monthly newsletter. By signing up, you will automatically be notified about my new up-and-coming investment opportunities. You'll be able to stay up to date with all the latest real estate news here in the United States and much, much more. So head over to readgoosens.com and sign up today. Now back into the show. Well, it, you mentioned that the the one less issue because you would think from an outsiding point of view that high net worth earners, doctors especially, wouldn't have the money issue, right? But they get they they have the stress side of it, which you got to you know it's a lot of pressure and making sure you perform and all that sort of stuff. So, I think it's really, really interesting. What what do you what have you created in terms of that education space? Is it is it just around conversations? Are you creating material and courses for people to learn about what you're doing, being that you are a doctor? I started the the website about four years ago, and it was about as I was learning about real estate. And re- remind was, the listeners of the website again: uh, debtfreedr.com. As I was learning about real estate, I would learn something. Let's say cap rate. Mm-hmm. Most people don't know what a cap rate is. I didn't know what a cap rate was. So I would go, okay, well, that's one thing that you should know. I would, I would research it. I'd write an article on it. And then I would learn something about depreciation or passive income or whatever. And next thing you know, I've got over 300 articles. And then last year I started a, a, I wanted to start a YouTube channel for years, but until I read the book by Ben Hardy, who, not how I kept, you know, cause whenever you want to do something, it's always like, well, you know, I don't know how to do this, or I don't know how to edit, or I don't know how to write the script or whatever, that, that's, that's a different shift of thinking. Don't think about how you find a who that can do it for you. Mm-hmm. So like you had mentioned before the podcast, you know, you have somebody that's going to be editing and all this. I mean, you just sit here and create the content and you found your who to do it, right? Yep, so that's, that's correct. That's, that's exactly yeah. right. Yep. So, uh, I mean, I've got this, um, 
thing right here. I don't know if, if, if you're watching a YouTube video, it's, you know, from Walt Disney, if you can dream it, you can do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. so all you got to do is have an idea and you can find people to help you. That's right. That's right. And it, it goes back to that, what you were saying before, really being methodical about writing down what you don't like in your business. And I, and, and I don't know when, when you sat down and wrote that, were you conscious of what you're writing or you just like, I just, I just need to get it out of my mind and dump it on a paper to visually see it so I can then go and hire people around what I don't like. It was, is that right? I, I, I think I made it a point where like, I'm going to stop doing the stuff I don't like. And I would just, as I would do stuff during the day, I go, Oh, I don't like this. And I'd write it down. Oh. Or, I don't like this. I'd write it down. <laughs> so, um, but, but getting back on that book, um, mm. after I read it, I was like, okay, la- this was last year. I'm going to start the YouTube channel. And I'm going to find a who. So I found my who to help me with the, the editing and posting the videos and doing the thumbnails and all that stuff. And all I got to do is make the content because I already had over 300 articles. I had all the scripts. So I've turned them into videos. And what I've noticed is because I, I do, I personally, I watch more YouTube videos and now I'm getting more comments and connections through the YouTube channel. Because when you see somebody like this, you know, it's almost like you're talking to them in person versus reading an article. Mm. You know, when you talk to somebody, you, you see their body language, you can connect with them more. And that, that has allowed me to make more connections. So that's really opened up things for me as well. So those two things um, on my platform to educate the people uh, about the real estate and passive income. That's, that's incredible. And it, so many questions come out of that. Did you, were you, taught how to repurpose that content like it was i'm from louisiana man we can we can barely put our clothes on straight (laughs) i mean i'm i'm so it technologically stupid i mean it's it's bad so i i found my who you know it's all about who you know and then i mean it's it's simple you find you find somebody that's doing something you want to do 99 times out of 100, they have somebody they can connect you with that helps them. Yep, for sure. Take Grant Cardone, for instance. Yep. I was able to interview him a couple months ago on my channel. And it was because I found somebody that knew somebody that knew him. And I was able to get him on there. But I didn't know this, but him, Tony Robbins, all these big name people, Guess what? They have their who they they all use the same guy to to help them train them. So all these successful people, they have their who that they go to. So mm-hmm. it, it all it's all everybody kind of helps everybody. For sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. I'd love to get I'd love to get Grant on the show. You know, if you can make an introduction, we'll have to get him on. That brings up the next thing that you know it seems to segue into it, and you just mentioned it there about the who. So do you have coaches or do you, do you have a coach that helps you set the mindset and, 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 and push you in a direction to go out and start the YouTube channel and write the blogs and put yourself out there? Or is it just, was that purely through self-motivation and reading books and going to seminars? The, the self-motivation and all that got me to hire coaches that helped me with that and to give me a skill. Um, at, presently, the only coach that I have is a YouTube coach right now. And we meet every, every other week, but every, you know, I had a a person to help me with the blog and, and, and articles and how to, you know, I can, I can find a topic to write on 
that it's almost guaranteed I'll rank number one on Google. I mean, not number one on page one on Google. So I've been able to drive all this free traffic from Google to my site. And that's how my site has grown without, without paying any, any money to advertise. That's so that, that's a skill that this guy taught me that, that I've been able to carry on. So I, so there's been people like that. I've got a, a, a real estate mentor in town. That's a billionaire that my dad went to high school with, you know, people like that, that, um, that's one of the most important things. I think if you can find a mentor, they are more than willing to help people. It's, it's kind of like you're, you know, most, I was very timid to ask him. I saw him in a grocery store and, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, well, you know, we'll set up time and talk, you know, I'm just thinking he's friendly. I called him and he said, um, I know your schedule is busy and this is a billionaire. I know your schedule is busy, Jeff. When is a good time for you to come in and talk to me? I'm like, Holy cow. <laughs> you know? So that was a really cool experience. That's awesome. That's awesome. So right now you, you've had a, sounds like you had a bunch of coaches over the years. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. right now, right now it's all just about the YouTube and creating content online. That's, that's incredible. Where, where do you want, the education business to go to in the future? What's your sort of mission statement or, you know, North star should, should I say? Well, I really want to focus on those, those people that are really needing the information, the, the people that are hurting, that are burning out, uh, you know, that sort of thing. So um, I've just barely hit the tip of the iceberg of, of the doctors and physicians and dentists and healthcare professionals that, uh, that are needing this information. So I'm going to be focusing more on speaking more live events, uh, connecting with people. I've got, I think about six speaking engagements already lined up for this year. So, um, that's, that's what I'm focused on now. That's awesome. And the, we mentioned in the green room before coming on board, you're now helping other people invest in syndications, right? So how does that business look like when, as you grow, getting involved as co-GPs, partnering up with others? And, and where are you liking to invest? Because I know we mentioned in the, in the green room earlier, you like the Carolinas right now. Are you looking across the country? Are you looking in your home state? Like what's, what are you seeing in terms of uh, commercial real estate opportunities to, to get involved with? I always tell people the most important thing is finding the group that you can trust Kind of like if you break your arm or you have some sort of rare disease, you want to seek out the person that's an expert and because they know what they're doing. So I seek first to find the groups and then um, wherever they were, you know, and, but you also have to have your own criteria. So for instance, I've got two teenagers. I'm a little more risk averse. I'm more conservative. So I like to invest in things that have invest in people that have a proven track record. They've been doing it for a while. They've had deals go full cycle. They've got, um, I'll be able to talk to current investors, past investors. They have the same philosophy that I, you know, value add philosophy, not any like risky new construction. I'm from the South. Most of the ones I'm in the South, Southeast, the Carolinas, Georgia, Alabama, uh, Florida, Texas, uh, Missouri. So uh, I'm in that area. And because I'm, you know, I, I grew up here, I'm, I've traveled in those areas, most of those areas. So I, I know the, the area, I know the people. So that I'm more comfortable with that. That's where I started. So, mm-hmm. so seek first the, the people and, you know, it is, and as you know, and we were talking about this before, but we started a recording, there's, there's just really a hand, there's a ton of new people 
new syndicators, but there's just a handful of good ones. You know, I tell people I graduated with 58 people in my class, but I only let maybe four or five work on me. <laughs> you know, they're all doctors, but there's only just a handful of good ones. That's interesting. You say that that's uh that's a good analogy. I actually really, really like that. I, uh, I remember being an engineer. Uh, I probably, you know, uh, I was okay. I'm not an engineer anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, but awesome. So, uh, and what, what does this year look like for you in terms of capital raised or deals invested in or cash flow? Like you've got a number that you're trying to shoot for? You know, not really. I mean, I'm personally, I'm, I'm looking to, uh, replace my active income as quickly as possible so I can exit practice to do this full time because this is what I'm passionate about. Like you, you got out of your engineering uh, job because you want to do this. You want to help more people and, and teach it. So there's not really a certain amount of doors to invest in or anything like that. It's just continue to spread the word. And is, is that a time horizon like next five years? I would say five years or less. Five years or less. That's yeah. awesome. Awesome. And I'm 47. So, you know. Plenty of time, my friend. You're young. Spring chicken, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, look, at the end of every show, we'd like to dive into the top five investing tips. Would you like to get into it? Do I have a choice? Yeah. <laughs> we can end it right now. We just get out. No, I need to get the five uh, tips from you. Um, so question number one is, what's the daily habit you practice to keep on track towards your goals? I would say reading. I, I'm a big reader. I get up, I read the Bible every morning. And when I go to sleep, I'm reading something that uh, business related or um, something related to help me continue to stay focused. That's awesome. That's awesome. Are you physically healthy as well? I assume you, you take care, like you go out and get active, get the blood pumping. Yeah, I work out four or five days a week with my kids. We play tennis. So very active. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. Question number two is what is the most influential tool in your business? And when I say tool, it could be a phone, it could be a journal, or it could be a piece of software that you just can't run the business without. What is it? Uh, there's, a, there's a specific uh, website that I'm a subscriber to called Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S.com. That's an SEO tool. And I'm able to go in there and, and I can figure out any website, like your website or whoever's website, any blog article, whatever, throw that in there. It'll tell me exactly all the keywords that it's ranking for. And then I can go through with my knowledge from my coach and go, okay, well, I'm going to write the article on that and I can rank on page one of Google. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. That, repeat that again. A-A-H-E-F-S. Is that right? It's a Hrefs. A-H-R-E-F as in Frank. S as in snake, hrefs.com. It's interesting. Never heard. So you would go and Google multifamily, find the first article, put that article in this thing, and then you now know what to what to rank, what to write about and and, and get the keyword uh, search. Yeah, right? the, the, the way that I really started is I took, you know, five to seven big name people that are syndicators or real estate influencers. I threw their website in there and it gives me thousands of, of keywords they're ranking for. And I can sift through there and figure out which ones I can write on. Basically, you're just kind of looking at behind the scenes. Mm. But the cool thing is now some of these groups are hiring me to teach them how to do it so they can <laughs> so they can do it as well. So again, once you learn a skill, you can uh, help people with it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, question number three is, who's been the most influential person in your career to date? 
Pro- probably the uh, the um, the mentor, the billionaire mentor, local one. Really, that he really helped my mindset shift as well early on. That's awesome. That's awesome. Question number four is: um, in one sentence, what has been the biggest failure in your career? What did you learn from that failure? On my first syndication deal, I lost fifty thousand dollars. Wow! And okay. It was a it was a crowdfunding deal. So now um, I avoid so trying to do it in one sentence. I avoid. <laughs> crowdfunding deals and only focus on investing with people that I know one-on-one. I'm going to dig a little bit into this. Would you mention the name of the platform or no, you don't want to mention the name? Yeah, um, it's it's it actually went under. Uh, it was realtyshares.com. Oh, really? Was, I, I know Realty Shares. Well, it's it was bought out, but it was it was the big the big, you know, name player back then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's that's it's interesting. Well, yeah, good, good, good advice. Don't <laughs> be careful. You know, like it's. Yeah. I think that that is it's true that lesson because there's so many there's so many of those websites out there. You got to be careful. So, going directly to the sponsor may be the better route because because you're just- putting your trust in a website. Mm. Yeah, and they put up all these pictures and stuff, but come to find out, I've I've spoken with with syndicators that tell me those crowdfunding sites are constantly asking them to put deals on. And it's the other way around. The crowdfunding sites are saying, oh, yeah, we get all kinds of people that come to us and we only put the best ones out there. Mm. Yeah, that, that's, oh, well. that's well, good lesson learned for all the listeners. <laughs> and, good, and I hope you, you, know, you made your money back in tenfold in the future. Uh, last question is, where can people reach you to continue the conversation? They want to be in your sphere. Where do they go? Uh, I have a free passive income guide they can download on my site, debtfreedr.com forward slash free guide. And then on my website, uh, you'll also see a link to my YouTube channel and uh, they can start um, watching my content there. So Jeff, some of the biggest things I took away from today's show, I think was your ability to keep looking at new things in your life and going out and becoming not a master of them, but, but, but being curious enough to go get educated. You mentioned earlier that you weren't as IT savvy as you'd like to be, but you're going out and you're learning about all these cool websites to, to, to rank number one on the Google, on Google's on the first page through keyword searches. I know when I hear that, my eyes glass over. <laughs> so uh, being curious about that, you know, getting a YouTube coach, uh, and and really leaning into what you're doing to become a master of it is in, it seems like in your nature that you're continuing to be a student of what you're doing as you grow and become more of an entrepreneur. I could only imagine all the hours you put in becoming a doctor <laughs> through university and school. Um, so, so kudos to you on that. And then the, the other thing I took away from today's show is your ability to have that self-awareness to stop and write down the things you don't like in your business to then look to either outsource it or to do it more uh, efficiently, uh, whether that be through bringing in you know, uh, uh, payroll or making them, making sure your CPA is, is, is doing that. Those are the things that I think we all have to do as entrepreneurs continuously as we grow, as we build businesses, is to take, take that, that pause, write down the things we'd like to do, write down the things that we don't like to do, and then take that action and outsource it because again, you're not going to get to where you want to go with you pedaling the bicycle by yourself. So, so did I leave anything out there? Uh, I think you got it uh, wrapped it up tightly in a bow. Awesome, mate. Mm-hmm. Well, look, I want to thank you again so much for coming on the show. Enjoy the rest of your week and we'll catch up very, very soon. All right. Thank you, sir. 
Well, there you have it. Another cracking episode jam-packed with an incredible episode with Jeff and all the things that he does. Remember, go over to debtfreedr.com forward slash free guide. If you want to be in his sphere, if you want to get to know him a little bit more, check out his YouTube channel because he's got a lot of great information for other high income earners looking to get involved in the real estate space. I want to thank you all again for taking some time out of your day to tune in to continue to grow your financial IQ because that's what we're all about here on the show. And all the show notes from today's show will be up on my website at reedgoosens.com. So don't uh, forget to go over there and check those out. And if you do like this show, the easiest way to give back is to give it a five star review on iTunes. And we're going to do this all again next week week. So remember, be bold, be brave, and go give life a crack.